Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong News and what does it have to do with you? We at Hairdresser Strong believe that all stylists and barbers must think and act like entrepreneurs if you want to be successful. This means staying informed about topics that impact you, your business, and your clients. I also like to throw in interesting stories that I believe make good conversation starters behind the chair. All right, let's dive right in. And don't forget, this is not financial, tax, or legal advice. You can call a registered financial advisor, a CPA, or a lawyer if that's what you came for. Okay, so now I'm going to just share my screen. And if you're listening on podcasts, you can just use the links below to uh, follow along or you can just listen up. All right, so what are the news stories uh, that I'd like to share with you today? Well, first of all, I have uh, some news on the economy. The Federal Reserve uh, has met and released their minutes and made a statement on inflation and uh, and um, and interest rates. Uh, we also have uh, the mother of all data breaches. It's 26 billion records found online. So that's really important stuff. If you remember the last episode, um, I told you about a new hack and a new scan that you all need to take steps to protect yourself because you can't just change your password. It's something about the cookies in your phone and you have to actually take steps if you use Google products. But anyway, you could check that out in last week's um, or la the last episode, news episode. We also have uh, Disney has created a new amazing VR treadmill. I'll tell you more about that. And uh, they're also honoring the inventor of that treadmill to be inducted in the uh, Inventors Hall of Fame. And if you stay to the end, I have found this really awesome article that, uh, as far as I know, in, it is definitely accurate when they say the eight ways that people become rich even while earning the same salary for years. Okay, let's go ahead on dive into this. I'm going to uh, play you uh, like a one and a half minute clip from this NPR. This is um, on all her on all things considered with Scott Horsley and it's titled the Federal Reserve holds interest rates steady but signals rate cuts may be coming. Here you go. Listen up. Two years of raising interest rates to their highest level in more than two decades. The Federal Reserve could soon be ready to start cutting rates, but the nation's central bank did not take that step today. If inflation continues to moderate, families and businesses could see lower borrowing costs sometime this spring. NPR Scott Horsley is here to explain. Hey, Scott. Hi, Ari. We've seen encouraging numbers on inflation recently. So why isn't the Fed ready to declare mission accomplished and start lowering rates? You know, the Fed is trying to strike a balance. Uh, it doesn't want to cut interest rates too quickly and run the risk of reigniting inflation, but it also doesn't want to wait too long and cause the economy to slow down more than necessary. We have seen better progress on inflation than the Fed expected in recent months, but it's been such an unpredictable ride over the last few years, and the Fed has been burned in the past when the economy didn't behave the way they thought it was going to. So Fed Chairman Jerome Powell says he and his colleagues are just going to need some more time before they feel confident that inflation is really under control. Okay, so if uh, you've been listening to the news, then you would know that um, I've talked about how the Federal Reserve has wanted to, and if and if you are just tuning in for the first time, I'll explain it. Anyway, the Federal Reserve uh, in the 70s, they experienced a lot of inflation. So they raised interest rates 
And uh, that got inflation to come down, just like what ha has happened in the U.S. Like we've seen our interest rates go up and that's made it harder to borrow uh, money to do anything, but specifically to buy a home or for businesses, it's been hard to expand because the cost of money or the cost of capital has gone up so much. It's crazy how much has gone up from like, like you could get a, mortgage with like 1% or, or sorry, 2%, 2.5%, 3%. Now it's more than, it's like double, more than double. And in some case, triple. So that's a, that's a, you know, if you, if you increased anything by double or triple, then that's going to be a lot of money. It doesn't matter that, you know, in the seventies, there was 14% inflation. No one cares. You know, no one, no one cares. <laughs> what they care about is it's two to three times more expensive to borrow now. So what happened was when the inflation came down, they, uh, excuse me, they, um, they let the rate, they cut the rates and let the rates drop back down. And all, all of a sudden inflation popped up. So I think it was like more like a decade during the seventies that they, the stock market really just went up and down and stayed horizontal. Like, and you didn't see a lot of growth. Uh, during that time. So we don't want that. No one wants that. I would like for us to uh, just get through this uh, temporary painful period of high rates and then go back to a period of lower rates. I don't know if that's going to happen. But anyway, so that's the explanation there. Now there's just a little bit more I wanted you to hear. So listen up. What do we want to see? We want to see more good data. It's not that we're looking for better data. It's we're looking at continuation of the good data that we've been seeing. For example, a lot of the drop in inflation so far has come on the good side, which is mainly thanks to untangling supply chains that were tied in knots during the pandemic. In order to make additional progress on inflation, we're probably going to need to see, need to see moderating prices on the services side, things like car repair and restaurant meals, and that's not guaranteed. So the trend is encouraging, but we're not across the finish line just yet. Well, when would you expect the Fed to start cutting rates? The next time Fed policymakers get together is in March, and this morning investors were betting there was at least a 50-50 chance we would see a rate cut at that March meeting. Okay, so boom, right there. So they're saying that inflation's come down mostly because of uh, supply chain issues. I'm sure you all remember supply chain issues with COVID. Uh, we had a really hard time getting stuff into our ports and getting stuff out of the country, getting stuff around the country. And uh, that caused prices to go up a lot. And, uh, you know, I, if you've been watching the news, you would know that I, I did a piece on the Panama Canal and how because of uh, global warming and, well, because of drought, which I believe is probably from global warming, uh, that they have had issues getting all those tankers through with all the all the big you know shipping containers on them. And um, that's got all their goods from China and in East Asia and um, that in like uh, in South Asia. So. Did you and I said forty percent of everything comes through that 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 canal. So anyway, that's the news. Uh, do no one expects rates to come down anytime soon with only a 50-50 chance in March? My bet is no rate cuts are coming. Uh, but I guess we'll see. And I don't have a crystal ball. Next story here is the mother of all breaches. That's twenty six billion records found. This is by Peter Arndt on Malwarebytes. 
Com. And it says here that security researchers have discovered billions of exposed records online, calling it the mother of all breaches or Moab. However, the data set doesn't seem to be from one single data breach, but more a compilation of multiple breaches. These sets are often created by data enrichment companies. Data enrichment is the process of combining first party data from internal sources with disparate data from other internal sources or third-party data from external basically they combine a bunch of our data from a bunch of different places because you give you know when i order the coffee i give they got a certain amount of information when i when i buy this they got a certain amount of information when i log into that they have a certain and then they just like when there's like these break hacks and they break into these systems they piece all the stuff together and there might only be missing like one or two pieces of information and they're saying here that most likely that's when you're going to get that scam call and um it says here, while the team identified over 26 billion records, duplicates are highly likely. However, the leaked data contains far more information than just credentials, making the data extremely sensitive. Also, Trello was hacked. So if you use Trello, you definitely want to do change your passwords and, your, and do two-factor authentication. It also says here that they got emails, full names, and other account information. So I don't know if that means change credit cards. All the credit cards, you don't have to pay uh, fraudulent charges. They have to assume that. So however, call your credit card company because I don't want to be responsible when you ignore it and then you find yourself having to foot the bill for something you didn't pay. Okay, so if you want to find out if your data is exposed online, you can try this free digital footprint scan. So if you use Google Chrome, um, I don't know if you can see this, but when I hold the mouse cur or cursor over the link in the bottom left-hand corner, it pulls up the URL. Now, if you're using a different browser, then I don't know how you would do that, but it's always a good idea to check that browser, that, that URL, because... Um, you know, like like anybody who uses uh, anything in the cloud, I'm sure you would be really, really hurting if you lost access to everything that was in the cloud. And this is the way that things happen. You lose access to your Instagram or your email. Heaven forbid your identity or your bank information. All right, moving on now. Disney just reinvented the VR treadmill and it looks amazing, according to this article. So I was like, let me learn a little more about this. So I found this P article here. And this is uh, Lanny, Lanny, Lanny Smoot to be the first Disney Imagineer inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. It says that Lanny Smoot, a Disney research fellow and longtime member of Walt Disney Imagineering Research and Development, is being inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. He is the first Disney Imagineer to receive this prestigious recognition and the only, only the second individual from the Walt Disney Company to be inducted. The first being Walt Disney. This is super dope. And according to this, uh, where is it? It said somewhere. Okay. And according to the Disney's patent attorney, he Smoot has um, is responsible for more than 100 patents. And uh, it says Smoot is one of the most prolific black inventors in American history. And of the 100 patents that he's responsible for at Disney, 74 of them were at Disney. So that's interesting, more than 100 patents. So maybe that means that he's got 26 patents of his own. That's interesting. Cool. So, uh, so anyway, do you care? I don't know if you care, but I got this little video to show you. And then I'll wrap up with how to be rich without getting a raise. <laughs> Hold on a second. 
Hi, how are you? Hey, Lanny, great to see you. Great to see you. We heard about your upcoming induction into the National Inventors Hall of Fame, and we know you're very busy, but we just had to stop by and say congrats. You know, that's great. Come on in, come on in. Thank you. Okay, so that's Lanny. He, um, he's in his workshop. He says that, listen to this. I got to play this little piece. Hold on, listen to wow. this. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so this is where you quite literally make the magic. This is exactly where the ideas are hatched and where we prove them. This is where the ideas are hatched. And uh, if you don't know, the mother company of Hairdresser Strong is Hatching Imagination Holdings Incorporated. So anyway, that was good for me. I thought it was awesome. Okay, now I'm going to show you how this thing works. If you're listening on podcasts, there's the link in the description below. You can find this YouTube video if you're curious to know more. All right, there we go. Let's see. Come on. All right, come on. So this is the holotile. It is. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to do a little demonstration of it. So I can walk on this omnidirectional floor in any direction I want. It will automatically do whatever it needs to have me stay on the floor. And what's amazing about this is multiple people can be on it and all walking independently. They can walk in virtual reality and so many other things. So where are you hoping this tech ends up? You know, imagine a number of people being in a room, being able to be somewhere else collaboratively and moving around, seeing, doing sightseeing. Imagine theatrical stages that might have these uh, embedded in them so that dancers can do amazing moves. Not me, but <laughs> really good. All right. So anyway, this is really super cool. It's not available to the public yet. Uh, they're not really sure when it's going to be out, but I did a little more research and it turns out they're like round ish uh, little discs or something that rotate and move as you walk. So I don't know. Maybe it's almost like a almost think of like a ball that just rolls slightly just enough to push your foot. I have no idea, but it looks so awesome. Uh, so check that out if you want to learn more. And that's an exciting piece of information. Share with your clients. And if you're into tech, you know, keep your eyes out for that super dope. Okay, now, last but not least, this is the uh, final story of the day. This is by Sean Bryant on Yahoo Finance. And it is titled, Eight Ways People Became Become Rich Even While Earning the Same Salary for Years. So this says here that it is possible to become rich while earning the same salary for years. Some of these ideas involve spending less money while others involve earning money outside of your day job. So to become rich, you don't need to do all these things said you can choose one or several items so what these things i'm going to warn you there's nothing incredibly amazingly new there's no new app or no new secret anything <laughs> this is the stuff that i learned from just i mean i did study business and uh, got my degree in business and finance um but like I'm pretty sure that I did not learn any of this when I was studying. I think that you all have heard all of these things. So let's put them into play, people. All right, here we go. Create and stick to a budget. <laughs> Sorry. Create a detailed budget of your expenses, including necessities, discretionary spending. By tracking your spending habits, you can identify areas where you can cut back. Boom. Budget. Have an emergency fund. You want an emergency fund. They recommend three to six months. And they say that uh, the biggest, the best part about this is right here, 
um, help you un navigate unforeseen circumstances without resorting to loans or dipping into investments. You don't have to go in debt just because you have an emergency. But if you go into debt, you know, you got to pay that interest. And you, some people never get out from under that stuff. And they're always chasing that next loan. And so careful, stay out of debt. Live below your means. Avoid succumbing to the lifestyle inflation. Um, avoid doing stupid things like saying, oh, I'll never get out of debt. So I'm going to buy my $5 coffee. When if you have been watching me talk, then that is like a trend that's going around TikTok where people specifically with Gen Z being like, oh, I'm never going to be able to buy a home or I'm never going to be able to um, get out of debt. So F it. I'm just going to buy the thing that brings me joy today in this moment. Well, apparently that is not advised if you want to become wealthy. <laughs> Live below your means. It doesn't mean skimp on quality, but being mindful of your expenditures. Avoid unnecessary luxuries and prioritize your needs over your wants. And, you know, start early. Start early. Oh, wait, that's the other one. next one. Well, the next one is automate your finances. So what I, I personally, I have an automatic withdrawal from my bank account. That's been, I've been doing for many years where, um, on the 1st and 15th, I have two withdrawals that automatically go into separate accounts that are earning interest. And it felt like nothing. It was like $50 a month. And another one was like 100 bucks a month. And I've been able to increase that up to $400 a month. And that's just like my emergency rainy day money. It, it comes out as if it's part of my bills. I know I need a certain amount of money in my bank account every month. I don't pick it apart. Um, so even if you're starting small, you know, just start small and start early. That's, you know, automate your finances. I have all my bills on bill pay so that I know they're getting paid. So I rush, I like think around the 20th of the month, I'm like, okay, I gotta get, I got 10 days to get my bank account full. You know, you got to figure out what works for you, but I'm just sharing what works for me. Tax planning and optimization. It says efficient tax planning can help improve your overall financial strategy. You know, my dad said once that if you want to be rich, you need to understand taxes. And I said, well, I want to be so rich that it doesn't matter how much I'm paying taxes. Well, my dumb, but little self, young self realizes now that, um, you know, the reason why people don't have large tax uh, taxable income, like Jeff Bezos pays himself $60,000 a year, and then he gets uh, his equity and his holdings and his assets, and that's what he has, That really, how he really makes his money. And then he goes to Goldman Sachs and he says, hey, give me a loan for $20 million. I got, you know, a billion dollars worth of stock. Um, so if I can't make the payments for on you, then you can just like seize my stocks and then basically they pay one percent instead of paying like 18 or to or to 22 percent uh taxes so there you go a difference between one percent 18 percent is a lot all right so start a side hustle this is uh something that i've always done growing up as a millennial um and like an older millennial it was like work hard play hard so like always had a start side hustle although now it's like work hard but remember my health and try to remember to relax and when I do play hard make sure I plan plenty of time to recover <laughs> I don't know that's just being being older getting wise I'd like to think both uh set a daily savings goal 
setting a goal for how much you want to save each day can help you get in the habit of saving. And the bottom line, becoming rich is often a journey that requires discipline, financial literacy, and commitment to long-term goals. That's why you set goals, use the career planning worksheet on hairdresserstrong.com, and you listen to the Hairdresser Strong news. All right, that's the news, and I believe I did it in under 20 minutes, so I hope you enjoyed it, and have a great and wonderful day or evening if you're watching this tonight. All right, bye-bye.